This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, hello. Probably a really bad way to start a podcast with a mouthful of grapes, but I'm definitely <laughs> in that stage of pregnancy where I'm just hungry all the time. Um, so most Thursday mornings... Um, I take myself a breakfast just because I work late. So I drop Alf off, I go for breakfast and just like have a think and plan my day. By the time I got home, I was absolutely starving. So this is actually, I've had two breakfasts. Now I'm demolishing grapes. So let's hope we can get through the podcast. I think last time I chatted to you guys as well, I was saying um, I felt overwhelmed by the hospital bag. So what you can't see is a giant, giant pile of freshly washed clothes. I found all of Alf's old bits from newborn to six to nine months and they've all been in the wash and so after this I'm going to sit and sort them out by age range and decide what I'm going to keep what I'm going to give away etc etc but for now much more exciting um, I get to chat to a brilliant guest who I've actually followed on Instagram which is how we got to know each other and weirdly for me I started to follow her before I was a mum and before I wanted to be a mum and so I tended to not follow many mum accounts just because obviously I was in a different stage of life but there's something about this person that I've always connected with I think because she is just like beautifully authentic so she started sharing her life on instagram i think back in 2013 she is a mum to three children age eight six and four i think we're going to talk about that and yeah she uses her platform to talk about fashion beauty interiors amazing interiors and of course motherhood but in like i said just in a very authentic and relatable way so please welcome Ema varian barry hello i'm very excited to have you on whenever i do go on like your profile i'll i know what i'm gonna get i know i'm gonna get a fix of a certain feeling chaos <laughs> and that no but like that's isn't that like that's the whole thing about like remember at the start and like when we started like it was weird like instagram wasn't even a thing it was like you know like job wise at all it was just like I was just documenting things I loved about life it was all very innocent and yeah you're putting up modeling stuff and it was just all a bit like 
just really innocent and now it's just so different and like still a bit innocent but you know what I mean <laughs> but it was just such a different time and like going on to um your profile like like I've stuck with people throughout the years that I genuinely love and I think that's like that's that's really important it's like following people that you actually really know that and make you gonna feel good you know what I mean oh well I love this but we're not here just to talk about me um I I would actually love to talk to you because I know that we were similar-ish and that we traveled loads you were very independent very let's say wild young and free so what was your journey like into motherhood and at what what year did you become a mum um, 2013, December 2013. Oh, so literally when you started Instagram, okay. Yeah, so I was doing like Depop, um, I was just doing like pre-loved clothes, making outfits of them and then kind of cross-promoting them on my Instagram and then people just really started to like them and then I started doing other bits, just like taking photos and I kind of had a blog before that um, and I was like in Australia and America and before that as well, I was a radio presenter and I just kind of, I did have a bit of a following like from my Bebo days. <laughs> <laughs> like right now where are they <laughs> um, God, my Bebo profile was six ash nine that's how cool X, I X, was X. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um yeah so people just started to like it I guess and the thing is I feel like it was actually a really good thing that I was alone I didn't have any family and like any friends and in a new country having a new baby because like looking back at it now, of course I was going to Instagram for emotional validation. Of course I was like going to Instagram to build a community. I was in a very like vulnerable position, but like that's why I think I was able to write like I did at the time, um, take photos like I did because I was just, it was just really raw. I want to rewind back to you becoming a mum. So uh, I think you were married at this point yeah. or No, we never got married. Yeah, it's really, I even say it like myself, it's, it's weird. Like I just, I've never, ever thought about getting married. I've never I'm saying, imagined. I'm not married. I've never imagined my wedding when I was small. I've, I, even now I can't. I literally can't see myself getting married. I don't know what that is, but for me, having like three kids with someone is like, I might as well be married. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, so basically we, yeah, we, we came back from Australia and uh, yeah, I got pregnant and it was, yeah, I, I definitely had, it was, it was, I, I really wanted it, but it was a shock. Um, because I wasn't, I didn't realize how like unprepared I was emotionally. How was the process of being pregnant, of becoming a new mom? And I suppose your experience in that first year after, did you feel like your life was turned upside down? I'll be totally honest. I didn't even know, like I, I was so depressed during when I was pregnant and I don't know, maybe it was a hormonal thing. Maybe it was literally just like, yeah, just the emotional changes, how much of a shit situation I was in money-wise. Like, I didn't even have a job. I was, like, going for interviews, but, like, hiding my bum, trying to get agency work. I was just, like, petrified. Like, we had feck all. That was just extremely overwhelming. And also, like, where I was living at the time, it was, like, St. Margaret's kind of Richmond area. I was just constantly looking at, like, women walking around like with their lives together. They, they like, had their shit together. They were on maternity leave from these amazing jobs. And, like, I didn't even know what I was. I was 20, like, six at the time. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I was, I didn't have that setup and structure. 
that I was looking at like what other people had and like and I was really, really, really worried. I was like, I can't even get myself a job when I'm pregnant, not a mind, take care of a baby. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. was so, so like anti-NCT, like, oh my God. Like I, I was just, I didn't want, I was so maternal and I've always wanted to be a mother. I always wished for lots of kids. Um, but the thing is like, when it actually, when the reality hit, when I was pregnant, I was like, but how, like, there was just no, there was no option of like, like this, how would I afford childcare? How would I like, what are we going to do? Like, how, how is this going to work? I think that's a valid concern for lots of people, to be honest. What, what, what made you anti-NCT? Because it's interesting because I was the same and I used to say to Tommy, but I don't, I don't want mum friends. I don't, yeah, I don't no, need mum exactly- friends. I've got my own friends. <gasps> Oh my God, that's exactly how I was. But like, I can only talk about that now because like, I wouldn't have said it at the time. I remember the doctor telling me about the NCT and I was like, well, you have to pay for it. <laughs> like, actually, when I say like, you, I didn't have money. Like, no, I mean like, I didn't have money. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a sub story. I was just literally like, fuck. Like, obviously I could have been more prepared, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he, he, I was like, and what is it? And he was like, oh, you just like meet, like and prepare with people who are also in the same situation. And I was like, but I don't want to be a mom's mom. I don't want to be a, like, I had this idea in my head of what a mom was supposed to be. And this is what racks my head about like how judged you. Oh, you look great for mom. You've three kids for mom. I'm like, even last night, loads of people, but like, they don't say it out of, you know, they're like, it's a compliment, but I just feel it. I just think it's really interesting how people come out with that. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Cause we have this kind of, um, I guess it's internalized misogyny about yeah, what exactly. being a mom is in the, in the way that we wouldn't have with dads. And I remember being like, no, don't want mum friends. Don't want mum friends. My life's not going to change. I've got my friends. And I think that for me personally, and I'm interested to hear your journey, but that's what made off. I had a great newborn bubble, but after that, I think that's what made it so difficult for me. I think I underestimated postnatal depression of as being like something that can happen in the fourth trimester because of hormones, but I didn't think about actually like the identity struggle that's completely invisible and no one yeah. really knows about it. But it was like that kind of like, oh, well, I am a mum, but I don't want to be a mum. And then kind of being like, hang on, what's wrong with being a mum? Mums yeah, are actually exactly. pretty fucking cool. And also like the backbone of society. Yeah. Why do we have so much negativity around mums? What was fascinating is that like everybody's different everybody goes through different experiences with it because we all have our own baggage we have our like different situations or different support systems but like the minute like I didn't have postnatal like the the minute I have to say like the minute I held my baby my life started and it like that was just my situation do you know what I mean like but then like people who had postnatal might have had like a very dreamy pregnancy and might have had like you know, you can have all the support in the world. You can have all the money in the world. It doesn't matter. It's so personal for everyone. It's hormonal. It's to do with your mental health. It's, you know what I mean? Like, cause you know, it is easy to look at people and be like, oh, like she's like three nannies. Like she's fine. It's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. She's depressed. So let's go. So when you had your daughter, so, um, Cisha. Cisha, yeah. She- it means freedom in Irish. Um, so didn't do the NCT and then I just I just didn't feel like here in Surrey I was able to connect with many people everyone all the amazing women were they were so lovely but it was my issue I felt so I don't know like they all had like amazing jobs and 
I was petrified of it and I was jealous of it. And I was scared shitless that they judged me. Instagram, like I saw that there was this group and like shortage, this like mama baby group. And they're like, it was more kind of like my tribe. It was like, you know, creative people who are kind of setting up businesses and yeah, just people working in the creative industry basically. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go. I think seriously, it was like 10 months or something. Anyway, do you know how long it takes to get to shortage from Surrey? <laughs> I mean, it was like two and a half hours there. And I remember that day I was like, oh my God, I can find... I can have mom friends that I can actually have a conversation about like my own interests too. Yeah. I think this is the important thing, isn't it? It's like finding mom friends who you would be friends with anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, I love Jesus Christ. I would sit here for hours talking about my babies. Okay. Like obsessed. Um, But the thing is as well, there is, there is more to me as well do you know what I mean and and like if I can actually hold a conversation with somebody about something completely like different and like not about parenting or whatever like I need that stimulation I need that inspiration I need that you know maybe escape I feel like that first year of motherhood is so all-consuming that you need something else as well so when would you say that you started to really feel like yourself after having your daughter how long did it take for you to be like do you know what this is actually awesome like being a mum is awesome and I would like another baby so we didn't plan Harper and Lennon at all I think it was we knew that we were going to have more than one if we could so I lost my second baby Um, and then yeah it's it was like which I was like yeah totally fine at the time and it's only now that I'm like oh my God, was it a boy or a girl? What, like, what would have, do you know, like when I see the other kids like running around, I'm like, I don't understand how I could create two incredible human beings after my body was like weak enough or, you know, something happened, who who knows what happened, but, you know, after like my second, like after that happened, I just, it's baffling. Um, So yeah, lost my second and I remember Saoirse was actually, Sue, she was in the scan room with me. But like, the thing is like, when you, again, it's not like a sob story. It's just like when people, when you don't have family or like just people, I didn't have that support system. And I never knew how important that was at the time because I was too independent. I was like, I don't need any more. Like I have friends in Australia, America. I FaceTime them all the time. Like I have a few friends in London. I'm fine. I want to do my own thing anyway. Like now in my life, my support system is so established and so basically I had no one to take care of after I bled that morning I had no one to take care of Zirja and she was in the scan room with me and you know like I don't know just looking back at times like that like my children came everywhere with me they still do like everywhere Mm. (laughs) and yeah and then so basically got over that I was in hospital in Brighton it was a whole thing and then literally Daniel looked at me and I got pregnant with Harper <laughs> and I, do you know what? I actually feel like such guilt saying that because I know and I have respect for how many people find it like so hard to have a baby. Yeah, but everyone's experience is different. So did you did you enjoy your second pregnancy more knowing how much you loved being a mom? Yes, but I didn't. I'll be totally honest with you. Like whenever I was pregnant, I never connected with a baby inside my belly in each pregnancy. Interesting. And the minute the baby came out, it was like, oh, it's good. <laughs> like, it's, I, 
I don't know. I just could not connect with the baby in my belly when I was pregnant with. And anyway, like I was, you know what it's like. You're busy with your first. You're so busy with your first. Jesus Christ. Like if you're pregnant and if you've got the children, like it's another. A different experience. It's just like such a different experience. Anyway, you just get on with it. Um, But yeah, so the thing, I couldn't believe how different they were. So for example, I'd stop the pram and Searsha would be like, like if I was talking to someone on the street and she'd just be like kicking her legs. Like if I stopped the fucking pram with Harper, oh my God. Like the intensity of Harper's personality from the start was incredible. Like just, just two completely different, like she, she hated cuddles and I was breastfeeding both of them. If Harper was done with the boob, she'd be like, finish now. Searsha would like, but she'd have to stay there, you know, like until she went to sleep. Do you know the way you just, yeah, you think, she you think the second's going to be the same, but also actually I was like, I know nothing. Like I literally know nothing. Like obviously you do know like a certain amount from like the pregnancy, like your first, but it's in, do you know when you experience something new with like another pregnancy and you're like, but I thought... Like, who am I? What's happening? <laughs> I guess for, for me, it feels like um, I'm open-minded to it being a different experience, but I also feel like I don't have time to like prep like I did last time. So like, I feel like last time, not that I read many baby books, but I kind of was like, yeah, you need to do this, you need to do this. Yeah, Whereas yeah. this time I'm like, meh, it'll be fine. <laughs> what tips do you have for anyone that is um, going to multiple babies? Like how, how can I manage my time and split that time between two without Alf feeling left out. So we're doing, we are doing like um, days on our own together with the kids lately because we realize how important that is. So we didn't like, we didn't realize before how important one-on-one time was. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I can't believe the difference in the kids. You, I'm looking at Searsha into her eyes, talking to her when we're together. All I ever say to her, like in the morning, is I'm running around like, a, oh, just, it's mental in the morning. Like if I'm running around and then Lennon's like screaming and Harper's doing this, and I'm like, two minutes, Yersha, two minutes. I am listening to you, but like, can you just give me two seconds and then I'll, I'll be back in two, like all it, like that it makes me feel so guilty to say that um, to her. But when it's just the two of us, I'm like, actually, looking at her in the face and giving her that attention that she needs. Like there's nothing wrong with a child looking for attention. Like they obviously need it. So we're recognizing that. I guess it's hard at the beginning as well, because obviously you can't just have that one-on-one time when you've got a baby that's dependent on you. Exactly. For me anyway, I do think it's easier. Going from one to two or two to three is easier than going from naught to one. I found that one to two was harder than two to three. Interesting. Please stop talking. No, it's, no, no, no. It's it's interesting. I mean, I, I definitely don't want three, but I, I say now. <laughs> I know if I have a play date day, like I'll. So basically, I live like six kids in the house because I do like three play dates at a time with the kids, just like fit it all into one day, and I love it. I'm Aww. like six kids in the house. I'm literally like, right, come on, kids. Like, I just love it so much. Like, I, was, I had seven over for a sleepover. Seriously, for a sleepover last December. And honestly, anything more than one for me is anything more than two. You know what I mean? Like, is in like one is just one, but like you, I could have two, three, four, I could have 10 and it would be the same. It's just, 
it's it's more intense. But I think do you know do you know we talk about like oh how your life changes when you're going to have a baby, right? Yeah. Saoirse was such um, a quiet baby. Like shit didn't hit the fan for me until my second. I was like, oh my god. Everyone's babies and experiences are different. It's, yeah. it's a reality. I'm aware. It is more intense, but. It's just really important to have your support system, Ashley, like if you can, like around you and to be able to ask for help, because that's something that I was my I had way too much of an ego to ask for help. And I should have. I suffered a lot at the start because I, you know, if somebody did something for me, I'd have to they think I'd have to owe them something, you know, do something return or something. I don't know. Also, I wasn't close enough to people to ask for help here that's the thing like I'm close enough to people now and like that I'm in a situation where I'm like oh would you be able to take would you be able to take Lennon after school today like I have this or you know the girls are going here but like and they're like yeah 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 of course but I didn't have that at all like I didn't have anybody around me that I could trust you know what I mean I know this is something that you talk about a lot but how was your experience with that sort of like judgment on mums and women in general I know that you meant like you've had experience with trolls online that have come into the real world as well so what's been your experience of judgment well the whole thing at the start was that I was um I was scared that people would would judge me and that I, when I was kind of trying out the baby groups, I, they weren't really like, I just, I don't know. Like I just, I didn't really kind of enjoy it. I felt just really out of place actually, to be honest. I was like, what am I going to say if somebody says, what do you for work? Like, what, what am I going to say? So did you think that you worried about people judging you because yeah, you were sort of being so self-critical much. as opposed to actually feel it? Like, did anyone judge actually judge you or were you just worried no, that just they were judging myself. you I was I was just, I was judging I was worried I was scared it's just fear like we like when you have a baby there's so many things to be scared of and it's crippling it gives you such anxiety and I think like you know we walk we meet people like with the, oh my god anytime I see someone with like a newborn in the pram I'm like how are you how are you? And like, you know, to see that face looking up at you being like, yeah, fine. And you're like, oh. <laughs> like, obviously, like, you don't even know me. Like, it's, you don't have to like, but you can see it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so whole, interesting like, because I never felt I ne- like, and I still don't. I, I know that there is judgment out there, but I've never, ever worried about anyone judging my parenting ab- ability because I feel so like in tune with my instincts. So even when I, experience like the really challenging days or the dark days I've never ever ever worried about my ability as a mum so I don't really care about the judgment so even you know when I was a new mum I I was like if people want to judge that's sort of their problem not mine because I I know how loved my child is and I, I was surprised by how much my instinct guided me I know I know I'm a good mum I know my children are extremely loved like I don't I don't feel judged really on like a daily basis. Do you still feel that sort of worry about judgment? Oh, so I still tell people I'm a photographer. It took me a year to go on the um, school mom's WhatsApp group. So I was like, they're going to think I'm weird. Like you're worried about the perception of being an influencer and of being a mum influencer. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm so different about that now, but at the time, um, yeah, there is still, yeah, like there's still an element of it, to be honest, Ashley. Like, I, I don't know, like I still find it, re- I can't own, I can't own it. 
Oh, you should be proud of it. You don't have to explain to anyone. I say this, but like, again, it's me judging myself. Because yeah, you need to stop judging yourself. I always say to anyone, the only people that judge are unhappy people. And I mean, of course, we all naturally judge, but to openly judge someone, that says more about someone else than about you. So I would urge anyone, like mum or not, but especially in that vulnerable sort of like mum stage is like... be confident in you and your ability and what you do and if you love what you do why does it matter if other people judge it because also you help so many people through your platform so I feel like you know influences like lots of different professions but influencers get a bad reputation but you're you know there is lots of good online as well and you know you should own it Hi, I'm Tally and I'm getting married in 2024, but I don't want to get sucked into feeling like I have to change everything about myself in the lead up to the big day. As soon as I got engaged, I felt like there was this extra pressure to change my body and try to look perfect. So I wanted to create the Anti-Diet Bride podcast to talk about it, because shouldn't your wedding be about celebrating your marriage and not about the size of your waist? So join me chatting to fellow brides, wedding industry experts, and even my fiance as we navigate this roller coaster planning process. Come and join the bridal party. Listen on the first Wednesday of every month on the Train Happy podcast feed, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts from. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, You can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One thing I would um, love to chat to you about if you're open to discussing it, because I know that you're very open about it online, is your separation and obviously what made you get to that point because I feel like you know lots of people listening will relate to the change in a relationship and the resentment and the arguments that come with becoming parents at what point did you decide that you and Daniel 
were kind of no longer right for each other and how have you managed to find a way to co-parent because I know that you do that beautifully <laughs> kind of <laughs> just about the whole thing about Daniel and I is like we know we're each other's mates literally we were supposed to mate and have these beautiful children together we love each other so much but we just we we're very very different people and we just don't we have completely different views on things we yeah we're just I don't know like we're just really really different people to it like we always always just like try to make it work for the kids all the time it was it was constantly like no we'll sort it out we have to stay together for the kids and like obviously everyone knows like when they go through that that like that's not the right thing to do but the kind of catch 22 with that is like if you have to try (laughs) do you know what I mean we tried for the sake of, you know, keeping that family unit together um, for too long, really. Do you feel like it was a, a mutual decision? And what's yeah. the journey yeah. been like for you guys since and how you navigate three you children? Know, the thing is, it's so weird when, like, you separate from somebody that you have children with because if nothing, like, happens, like, nobody had an affair, nobody... There was nothing that actually... We just absolutely grew apart, Ashley. Like, we met when I was... When I didn't have any of this going on, you know, he was a bit of a different person as well. I don't know. We just, we work so well. We've created such beautiful human beings together, but we just don't work in a relationship together. And, you know, I had this idea in my head and so did he, that like, if you're separated, that like you you have to be against each other all the time because that's what we think, right? Like we think, you know, oh, it was a messy divorce. It was a messy separation. I suppose we've also been fed the narrative that it's better to stay together for the kids. What would you say to that? Yeah, exactly. You, for me, I had to. St- we had to stay together for the kids to try, because you can't just. It's not something that you can give up on really easily. Like you have to really have to work at it. But there comes a point where, like, everyone knows their breaking point with a relationship. It's like, yeah. There comes a point where you're like, this is actually really bad for everybody. And amicably, we thought it'd be better to to separate. So, yeah, like we have like days out together. Like we do roast days together. We go to London as a family together. Like we're going to Cornwall for half term together as a family. Like we're separated, but it's it's really, really important for us to show that there is love as a family for the kids. And we're trying to do that. We're trying to get that balance. Like, obviously, we still kill each other, but it's it's not the same because, like, we have we have that space and, like, we don't have to answer to each other anymore. We don't have to, like, you know, there's not, like, the reality, the resentment, the, like, the reality of, like, that everyday kind of, like, bickering. But for now, it's really working well, actually. Like, and I never, ever thought that. What advice would you give to anyone who is maybe thinking about separation and they've got kids if you're feeling like a relationship is really making you feel trapped lonely you're crying a lot you have extreme anxiety around that person you're walking on eggshells around that person if that's happening every day I can't tell anybody what to do with their relationship but for me it was like this is just this can't there's too much pain here right now and it, it, ours got ours went beyond even like we just we we had we weren't even saying hi to each other when we were walking into the house. Like, how have you adapted to kind of co-parenting? Because I guess the dynamic changes entirely when you're not a single parent but 
kids kind of co-parenting like i i have respect for like what he wants to do and he has respect for what i want to do and we support each other with that like if i need to say last night for example like i had to go into a work thing on in in london like it never happened like i literally i can never go to anything on a wednesday because the kids have musical theater and i just the whole logistics of it is just impossible but coincidentally he finished work early yesterday and he was able to have them at his and then i went to his at like half six this morning to collect them so like it's so it's not very set with us so before i let you go as a mum of three and obviously with the journey that you've been on what tips would you give for new mums normalize saying it's not okay when it's not <laughs> um let it be okay to be vulnerable and to go and when people are like how are you doing like i'm all right i'm i'm I'm, actually do you know what i'm not doing i'm not doing that well how did you get on talk talk to each other have try and try and create as much support around you as possible when i was literally when i three under five and i thought i was drowning (laughs) literally in motherhood i was like it's like this forever. I'm always going to have a screaming baby. And like, what I didn't realize at the time was that everything is temporary. I feel like that's an, a nice way to end with the cliche but important phrase of this too shall pass yeah, in whatever true, part that we're in. Because I guess every stage has its challenges. So what a nice way to end. It's Thank true. you so much, Ema, for coming and chatting and being so bubbly and open. Um, and yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I love chatting to Ema. I honestly have so much respect for anyone who has multiple children. I don't know how you do it and stay level-headed, but um, no, it's very exciting. It makes me excited to enter the two two children life is that god baby brain today oh my god speaking of baby brain yesterday i went to my childminders to go pick alf up and i realized that he wasn't even at the childminders so that is how my brain is at the moment um but thank you for listening i as always love to hear from you i got an email this week it was anonymous and um, saying hopefully get my email okay the podcast has helped me through this roller coaster that is motherhood so much mondays can't come around fast enough thank you i'm currently breastfeeding and even in today's world i still get looks when i do it in public so i find myself hiding away when my daughter needs to feed it's so stupid but i worry too much otherwise do you have any advice for me to stop feeling so judged and to embrace my body or any products that you have found really helpful? So firstly, I would say that I totally understand this. I think it's a really common feeling. But what I would say is, first of all, you're feeding a child. So it's your right and entitlement to do that anywhere and you should never feel like you have to hide away in the same way that when we have meals, we don't feel the need to hide away. So And the second thing I would say is you worry about judgment, but do you think those people are actually judging you? And I think that was something that uh, Ema touched on as well, that a lot of her worry about judgment was actually coming from inside. And I found lots of people would stare, but it wasn't necessarily because they were judging it might be because they were like oh I remember breastfeeding or I remember when my baby was that small or how lovely to see a mum breastfeeding so I would say don't always think people looking is judgment but also if people are judging then I'm sorry I'm not going to swear but f them because you are doing 
what nature intended. That is, you know, why we have boobs technically, I think, biologically. So, um, yeah, be proud of yourself and and hopefully you realise that people aren't judging and you don't have to shy away and... um, if it makes you feel better as well, there are like specific clothes that are breastfeeding friendly where you can zip or obviously you can use a muslin. But hopefully you get to the point where you think, do you know what? It is my right as much as anyone's right to be here feeding my child. So yes, good luck uh, with your journey. And um, if anyone else has any questions or comments, um, as always, I do love to hear from you. So you can get in touch on WhatsApp if you want. The number is 75 you can obviously leave a voice message even if you want to do it anonymously or you can email at askmumsthewordpod at gmail.com or leave an Apple review if you like the podcast obviously it helps people find us as well I say us it's me isn't it me and my guests I will be back with another episode same time same place next week a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.